Welcome back to uh, another episode of Carson's Conversations. I don't know what number this is. I don't really care anymore. Um, took me a little bit, but I'm back. And I had a really kind of funny experience through Instagram DMs. And <laughs> it started off in a really weird, weird way. Like it just kind of came out of nowhere. I was sitting at the gym with my buddies. I was sitting on one of the couches uh, waiting to get my turn in. And a DM pops up on my phone. And it's from this, uh, it's from this like shitty watch company. It's like a company trying to be a watch, like a nice Rolex or something like that. And you look at the company's name. It's a stupid name. I don't even actually remember the name anymore. And you take a look at the watches and you go, okay, these are terrible. These look like you'd go to Walmart and buy one of these watches and that's the one that you'd buy. But the prices were like 589 bucks to like 2000 and then I start reading the uh, Instagram DM and it's like, hey, we want you to be a model. There's one spot left, one single spot for the guy's uh, version of this photo campaign. And I go, okay, this seems kind of interesting. And I was just like, honestly, I'm kind of bored. I'm working a little bit, but I'm not doing as much as I should be. Maybe there's, th- maybe this is going to be fun. They're like, we'll give you 150 bucks for two hours of work. And I go, all right, that's kind of sketchy just out of the blue from, from a DM. And my first thought immediately was child trafficking. I thought I was going to get scooped up, taken away and just like put into this, (laughs) put into a box and shipped to make iPhones or something, which is just a dumb perspective to have, but it's true. That's, that was the first thought I had. And I'm sitting there taking this all in, sitting quietly waiting for, for my turn to get in. And I wait, I wait about an hour. I respond. I go, okay, because I don't want to seem desperate, right? You got to play the business moves. This is big business minded. And, and, I, and I send a message back and I'm like, okay, I'm interested. And then 15 minutes later, they go, okay, now text this person. And I continue down that line of talking to them. But then I'm starting to get more and more wary of where this is going and what this company actually is. And they mentioned this, play, this company called California, which was... Basically, after I done all the, after I've done all this research, it turned out this company was a massive scam. This California apparel thing, and what they would do was send a bunch of DMs to people saying, "Hey, we'll give you like eighty percent off our really expensive clothes if you buy it, and you can become our brand ambassador." So they had a bunch of bots just send DMs to like hundreds of thousands of people, and they would buy it. It would be like a fifteen to twenty dollar American purchase. And the California company would make thousands of dollars off of all these people because they would just never send anything. And if they did, it was this knockoff, terrible stuff that would like just rip if you looked at it. It was just so trash. So after I got that in my mind, I was like, I kind of want to lead them down a way and see where this goes. So I continue. I keep going on. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this will work. Let's go. Let's do it. Turns out they're really, really close to me. But they've moved locations so many times. Uh, if you if you just follow them along through Instagram, they're, they're moving locations and in offices so much because they're doing all this shady stuff. Then, as I'm continuing with this, the, the main account, they send me to this other girl. They tell me to DM this other person. She starts like trying to verify times and all that stuff, and like, okay, you got to do this. Uh, we're gonna need you to do that. Uh, can you be here at this time? Uh, no, no outfits needed. You will supply it to you. And I went, okay, why are you doing that? That's already kind of weird. Uh, 
Um, we're going to go immediately to that. And then I look at this girl's account. And this account is mad sketchy. Because she's showboating this rich life with like Lamborghinis, all these big houses, traveling all over the world. But then you look at the quality of each image. And each image is like taken on a Nokia phone from the early 2000s, even when it didn't have a camera. It looked like it was faxed to Instagram and it to be, for it to be posted. It, it was so bad. And I'm sitting there just like, this is before I entirely decided not to do it. And I'm like... Oh, this is getting worse and worse. And then I'm going through the stories because I'm trying to find something that's going to like build up a case to say why I shouldn't do this. Because not that I'm desperate for 150 bucks, but I was just like more curious to see what it would be like. Because the whole thing was just like compliments on compliments on compliments, trying to reel you in, giving, saying you could do like anything you wanted. And you're like, ah, this is dumb. This seems sketchy. You're going, you're trying too hard for it. And then this, this girl's Instagram stuff starts glitching out. It's, it was like, it, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen on an Instagram thing. Cause it, it wasn't taken there. It was recorded elsewhere and then uploaded. So I immediately think this person's a fake, like a complete fraud. And it's just like someone's catfishing people to do these photo shoots. And I, I kind of wish I went there, but like brought a couple friends just so I had some protection to see what, what would go down. Cause it was, it was also pretty close to one of my friend's houses. Um, in the city. So I was like, maybe we do this and see what happens. But I kept looking at it and I went online and looked up California, the big, the big company that where they said they had 900,000 followers. This company had like 40,000. I looked at them and they're all just like fake 30 or 40 follower uh, accounts all based in like India. It's, it's like the weirdest thing. It's just those paid followers things where you see all those influencers that make the uh, like pay a bunch of money just so they can have it. And it's just uh, it's just garbage. And it, it was mad entertaining to me because I'm just scrolling through this entire thing going like, what is happening? Like, why is <laughs> like, why is this happening to me now? Because it's just a weird thing to see this random company out of nowhere. It was at like nine o'clock. No, no, it was probably like six or seven o'clock. And you get the DM. And then then I, after I started diving in, I'm just like, this is a complete scam. Like people are going to be losing money from this or they're getting kidnapped and shipped away in a box. Because the California company, 900,000 fake followers, how, uh, the, the watch company, it was called like Big Blade. It was some dumb name and it had all these fake gems on the watch. It was just terrible. But I look into the, the California thing and I start reading reviews on it. And people are like, I, I gave them like 230 bucks off this like $1,000 order because it was like 80% off or something. And people just kept falling for it. And there was all these younger people with like say 1,000 followers or like 2,000 followers that they got just from like high school because that's kind of how it goes if you talk around. And basically this California thing required you to post on Instagram after you got the clothing and it, even if you got the clothes. So they would just rip you off right from the get-go it honestly seems like those forex guys because all you see are those uh the, the people just saying yo we're gonna make you mil- millions of dollars just by you trading like the new zealand dollar against zimbabwe's uh whatever it is it's just like the two weirdest country combinations and why you're trading for a 20 percent gain on zero cents you're just like this makes no sense what are you doing literally it makes no money too so what so you look at it and you try and get to you try to be a little interest, not introspective, but you try to look at it and understand where they're coming from and where their pinch is. And it's, I don't think they're going to pay you. 
I think what the, the their go was, they're going to say we're going to give you 150 bucks because it's a fairly intriguing amount of money for for 2 hours, 70 bucks an hour. It's it, it's pretty good. Well, that's what they said. Maybe they did terrible math. I don't know. Um <laughs> uh basically they're going to say they're going to pay you 150 bucks. You do the work and then you're just going to be sitting waiting for the $150 until they either decide to like lose con- uh, communication with you or you just get tired of it and you're done. So now they're using your likeness. Now they're taking your photo and you're associated with this scammy business because the last business and they're run by the same owners too. The guy promoted the shit of himself. Um, and you're like, this is just scummy and slimy. They're going to send you over to this other person, keep you kind of guessing what's happening. And it's gross. Just scamming young people for money. That's probably, honestly, probably ends up being their parents anyways. It's, yeah, it's honestly sad. And you never know where you're going to go. Because, like, I honestly think scams are going to continue to rise even more and more. And it's kind of hard to catch them now. Because they're doing it in so many different nefarious ways. Like, this is the first one I've seen. But then you get your, your information taken. Like, as soon as she asked for my number. And I was like, and I sent it at first and I sat there with 15, for 15 seconds looking at my number and I went, nope, unsent it immediately, sent it to ghost and deleted the conversation. Cause that type of thing, even though it could have been just something completely normal and an actual, like just photo shoot opportunity for 150 bucks, the history behind what they were doing and the hundreds upon hundreds of reviews online from so many different people all over the world, really, like Canada, the States, Mexico, uh, Australia, the UK, like everywhere they did it. And they just completely rip people off. So you're sitting there watching looking at all this stuff and you just have to make a moral call. Do you want to join this little scammy thing and associate yourself with garbage? Or do you just not get this shitty $500 watch that looked like it was from Walmart. Like I swear, if you were looking in the, the sunglass section, you pan to the left and you would just see those garbage watches that are trying to look like an iced out Rolex or a, or a Richard Mill. And you're just like, no, this is not it. It's a complete fake ripoff. $589 for a plastic watch. It looked like no, not a chance ripping people off being slime and scum of the earth. It was, yeah, man, it, I don't even know what to think about that because, and they kept DMing me too. Like they DM me today being like, oh, we would still like you to come for an opportunity. And I'm like, no, no, not after I've read it. And I was going to like kind of confront, but I was like, no, not a chance. It's just a waste of my time. I'm focused on something else. Like reading. I just watched um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, The American Dream or whatever it is. The Hunter S. Thompson movie with Johnny Depp. And then the next day, I immediately went to a place that I'm foreign to, the bookstore, and bought that book along with two others, one for blockchain and the other one for business creation. And I'm so intrigued in how this guy writes. It is just one of those most insane things to find someone that is on every drug known to man and has the ability and wherewithal to still write about what's what he's experiencing. The basic premise of this story, it's been out since like the 90s and this book was written from the 60s. So it's not even a spoiler at this point. You're just not in the same world that I'm in. Um, But the premise of this is this guy's a sports writer and he's going to go to this uh, bike race. It's pretty much like the Baja 5000, whatever it's called. Uh, But it's called the Mint 400. 
And it's run by this big hotel. They give him all this stuff. And he's a sports writer, Hunter S. Thompson. And the more it goes on in the story, the more drugs this guy takes. He's taken acid. He's taken mescaline. He's taken uh, – what's it called? The ethers? Yeah, ethers, which is some weird, scary thing that I don't know about. And at one point in the, in the, in the book and in the movie, they talk about taking adrenochrome, which – I looked it up when I was watching it with my friends and I looked it up and I'm like, is this a real thing? A real thing? Because all I hear, the only connection I hear to adrenochrome is like Alex Jones going crazy about the politician drinking blood or it is just the weirdest. You don't even know anymore. But this the way he writes is the more interesting thing other uh, interesting thing other than the crazy uh, amount of consumption of drugs and how that affects one's mind and body. But he's with his attorney, which I don't even know if it's really his. You, you, you get it? He's just he plays this character of being his attorney, but I honestly think it's just his drug buddy. And they're taking all these drugs, and he's like going driving around in this massive Cadillac, which he calls the Big Red Shark, and goes throughout Las Vegas, and he's just like having all these crazy trips in the casino. But he's still – he's super introspective thinking to himself about what other people are thinking about his reaction to whatever drug he's taking and that type of thing. But he's writing about it at the same time. And the ability to focus – and for me, I really love writing. I'm trying to get into it and just build something. And not even like as a money way because that's so difficult. And I, I don't even want to really – it would be cool if I could do that. But like I don't know if I have the balls to do that yet. But – to be able to write about all the things that are happening. I don't know if it was just a complete BS story. It's like a a, a little bit of a, a lie, just kind of building it out. But no, it just – it was so insane, the things that would happen. And one, it's in the 60s and everything's completely different. The the Vietnam War is still going on. They're kind of going – there's kind of like that anti-war vibe with it. But it's also like – the, the drugs aren't that good, like the free free world kind of acid thing. And there's one scene in this movie where these two guys, Hunter S. Thompson and his lawyer who was played like uh, but Del Toro, the guy that uh, plays the cool Sicario guy in, um, in Sicario. Um, they go to a police convention, like it's a DA's uh, convention about uh, anti-drugs and how drugs are bad and it's just these two guys stoned out of their mind doing drugs as they're sitting in this convention listening to how like cocaine, masculine and and weed are all well the first two were terrible for you but how weed is just like a uh, it's the gateway drug to doing like crack and heroin and it's just super super funny to see that because it's just the two guys completely blown out of their mind exploding with whatever they're on and the police officers beside them like asking for a light, helping them out and being completely oblivious to these these guys that are just being crazy. And it, what it did for me was it kind of sparked my idea to try and write or just think more in a uh, in a storytelling capacity. And I guess that's what made me want to say the story about uh, the weird ass interactions with those scammers. But you kind of sit there after watching a movie like that and start to read a book like that. I'm really only halfway through. So I have the other probably 45 different drug trips to go through in that book. But a guy that's writing about these experiences in such detail and like with the story being as crazy as it, pardon me, uh, as crazy as it is, but not 
being just another, oh, it's a guy taking a drunk, a drug binge and not creating a story or not a, a line to go along with is, is really interesting because you can read any book, no, no matter what it is, and it can just be, be kind of boring because there's no story behind it. And given that it is fairly interesting that it's a bunch of guys cracked out of their mind driving around Las Vegas in a massive red Cadillac trying to write a story about a, a off-road race, that's a given just that. That is an interesting story. But the detail in which it's told is phenomenal and it gets you to think about how to create more interesting conversations in your life and how you create more interesting stories for what you do. Because for me, I'm an Instagram and social media kind of guy. I love doing that stuff. I'm always trying to think of something I can create, but then I get stuck in my own head and go, oh, this is not going to work. Maybe I'll just do it later. And that's not the right attitude to have. My, my, my new thought process is if this guy can go so crazy and so deep off the, the end of just every substance known to man, how can I not make a 15-second TikTok video about something dumb and meaningless? What am I doing? I just got to sit back and relax a little bit. I'm not taking any of the drugs that this guy takes because that's, that's just took that, that's just scary. But you kind of have to think more. You just got to go for it. And Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is one of the craziest names too. And now I'm thinking of like what I can do. I have two weeks pretty much before I go back to school because – which is more or less really just five days to make good memories with my friends from high school. And I'm not saying we go to Vegas and do a bunch of mescaline, but I'm saying you kind of have to live. You understand life is a bunch of moments and I'm taking that from somewhere else, but I forget where to quote it from because not everything is going to happen like the way you want. I can picture that all my boys and all my friends, we all go to this massive Project X style party, but that's not going to happen. It's going to be very rare. It's a movie. But then – once you start to overthink your planning and all that stuff, it just becomes boring. Well, unless you're planning a massive trip and it's going to be very exciting, but just doing something with your friends. Like we've been, we come to my house every single weekend and it makes me want to blow my brains out because it's not literally, but it makes, it's, it's tiring because we do the same thing. We have the same boring conversations and then we watch UFC or we watch a movie and we go to bed. It's the same thing. We're starting to feel like an old married couple that has their TV dinner in front of the TV, sits there and doesn't speak to each other. It's tiring and it's boring and you got to go, what are we going to do next? We really only have five days. Really only five days. I go back to school and I got a co-op in the summer. My two other friends are both on football teams who are going to be mad busy the entire time during the year and they're both, they're both like an hour away. My other friend's got a girlfriend. My other two friends are just off doing their own thing. We don't really know. We don't really yeah, – we talked about it. I, it's just a deep story for them. And you're trying to go, what's the what, – what are we doing? Why aren't we doing stuff like making it interesting and doing all that stuff? And then you kind of sit back and go, teach his own. They're going to live their own lives. They're going to do their own things. Got to go off on your own. And I said, it, I said something to my friend yesterday because we were talking about this. And – it, it sounded far more harsh than I wanted it to sound because for me, it sounded like the way I said it made me made me sound like I was trying to like end friendship, which is not at all what I want to do. I love my guys, but we're doing the same thing 
and it requires me to do, put all the effort in kind of thing because it's my house. I got clean up. I got clean up beforehand because you're not coming over to a dirty house and then clean up afterwards. And I'm overthinking this too. I don't know. Why don't we just go out and see what happens? But we can't do that because then the conversation of money comes in. Oh, what are we going to do? Who's driving? Who cares? Take a cab, split it five ways. Let's just do something interesting. Let's go to the amusement, not the amusement part. Let's go to the Ripley's Believe It or Not uh, uh, Aquarium doing some Hunter S. Thompson stuff. Maybe not the masculine. Maybe not the crack. Maybe just fun times. Take an energy drink. I have no clue. At this point, I'm rambling because I'm trying to fill some space. But that's it. Like it's the building of memories. And I find that one thing I will remember is weird, scammy stuff that you get. Not only will that Instagram thing, it's kind of funny to me because I want to see what those photo shoots look like. But with your friends, there's always got to be something interesting and, and fun. But once you continue to do the same things, your friendship not only dries up, but the communication and style in which you do that becomes the same mundane things. You become the most talkative person person at a retirement home. It's not very great. You're stuck in the same thing, talking to the same people about the same stuff. Unless news changes, you go, so what are we doing next year? We're going to have so much fun to planning another trip, to planning something else. And it doesn't go anywhere. It sits on the same term and doesn't really continue. And you get bored, you kind of get tired, and you got to go, what am I actually doing? Maybe I'll just say, hey, boys, we're going out now. You know what? I'm doing that tonight. I'm going to make a vlog too. I'm going to go out. I'm going to tell them, even though they got work in the morning, we're going to say we're going out. We're doing something. It doesn't have to be a bar. It doesn't have to be any of that stuff. It just needs to be something. Because with all with COVID and all this stuff, too many people have been stuck inside and people with anxiety and people that have problems socializing and people that just don't focus on the right things like me, not anxiety because I've – talking anxiety is, is BS to me because I sit in front of a camera and just talk all day anyways and I'm a very outgoing social person. But just got to do something because if there's a second wave coming around with this Delta variant – we're going to be up Shit's Creek for another year, at least. Vaccines are apparently not effective. <laughs> I'm double up, but apparently they're not effective. My 5G is going to go to 3G and I'm not excited. What do I do? Make a video. Do something fun. Go to the gym. Talk more. Do the same stuff. It's starting to repeat itself. Now I'm just complaining. This is some BS. I don't even like this. Yeah. Friendship's weird. It's not even in an end of days kind of friendship thing, but an end of end of an era, more or less. It's actually to completely break it down what it is and what it truly is, is a weird uh, a weird focus and a and a weird not mishandling of letting go of your high school era of friends, I think. And I brought it up before I left for university last year that it's going to be difficult. We're going to have we're going to be different people when we come back from school. I'm a completely different human being. I've experienced things I hadn't experienced before, and I've talked to people I haven't truly talked to and, and met, and now I understand them as people. 
all these people, but you know what I mean? So when it gets to a point that everybody else goes away and goes to school and understands the same things and experiences the same things that I have, one of the bigger things is in an all male friend group, truly meeting, um, Meeting, meeting, well, having a true friendship with girls that isn't in the high school, oh, I'm going to date you kind of thing. It's truly sitting down and having one of the girls as, as just one of your boys kind of thing. That's a weird way to say it. But you have a, an interpersonal connection with people before. And for my friend group, we didn't truly have a lot. We had a couple, but we there was no like ride or die sense it was like a you're a you're another person we can hang out with and we know you're not going to be too crazy but once you, I, th- I find at university one of the first things you do truly realize is that gender be gets gets removed fairly quickly uh, other than the the sexual sense and everybody's trying to uh, do that and everybody's trying to have sex with each other at university in the first year but especially in res when you're all locked down but you remove that that the, the the gender scale in the sense that you can talk to anybody uh, more or less, and that makes me sounds dumb. It makes me sound dumb and like naive to it, but it's it's a true thing. There's a lot of people that don't have real, true, meaningful relationships with the opposite sex, and that goes for both sides. You miss out on it in high school because you're grouped up, and most of the time you're grouped up in 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 your own gender, depending on if you have a very diverse gender, right? Uh, and that this is more for a sporty for like sports teams. You're always with your boys, kind of thing, and that kind of breaks down that way. Dance girls, the same thing. Uh, nowadays is probably a little bit more diverse, but you break that spectrum, you break that spectrum down of difference and you learn more about people. You become more open, even though there's some crazy, crazy, crazy ideas out there that people truly think some dumb stuff is a logical idea, like spending money that doesn't exist. Um, that's that idea opens up for you. You learn more about yourself. You learn more about others and you become more of an open and freely thinking person. Um, well, some people fall into that other trap, but after that, you don't really go back to being the same high school friends because some of the people that are business minded are going to go, it's time for bit, like, it's time for real life. You got to get a job. You got to figure out what you're doing. You got to try and get, for some people try and get internships, something I probably should have done because Actually, no, I'm killing it myself. I'm, I'm feeling pretty happy. But the business kids are going to try and get internships. The arts kids are trying to get art gallery stuff and build more things and be creative. Uh, the trades kids need trades. They need to get in some co-ops. They need to get in some uh, apprenticeships. And then when you have a couple friends that aren't doing anything, you go, okay, what are we going to do? And then you're worried for them because you love them. They're your friends. But then you realize, nah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter much for me to be the person worrying about my friends and what they do because as soon as you get into that point where over worrying, you should always have a little focus on them and be like, what's wrong? How you doing? But over focusing and caring about things that you don't necessarily need to. That's something I've experienced in the past month. That's kind of it because we, we were trying to hang out and do all these things and it just never really worked out. Just going back to the, 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 the falling on the net instead of landing the jump kind of thing. And once that departure happens, where my two other friends are going to school, now they get it, me already at school, my other friend going into second year of trades, uh, my other, yeah, my other guy going into school as well, it's going to be a weird change because people are going to realize that they're different now. 
you're always going to have that same love because you were the you were your best friends. You were the group for four years in high school. But now it's time to move on, not in a sense of cutting ties and ending friendships and ending all of this stuff, but realizing it's time to grow up and find something that you're more connected to. Because at school, you at university, you get connected to like people in a different sense because you're all having the same similar struggle, if that makes sense. I get, it's actually, this is, yeah, it's true. Um, during the filming, during, uh, during the filming of Saving Private Ryan, every single person, all the film crew and all the, uh, well, all the actors went through basic training pretty much. And they all became very, very good friends. And the same thing for the military, your basic training, you become really good friends and you fight. The more adversity you face, the more closeness you get. Matt Damon didn't have to go through that. So everybody hated Matt Damon in that whole thing. And in the military, the more you go through bad stuff or even just in life, the more you go through bad stuff, the closer you're going to be to the people that have experienced the same things. When weird, crazy stuff's happened with my friends, I'm far closer to my friends that helped helped me, protected me, protected my my friends, my family, my belongings, my cars, um, my car or whatever, anything like that. That stuff is so meaningful to me that it pushes you to, to a different level. And in university, you realize that everybody's broke. Everybody has no money. Everybody is going to the grocery store on Tuesdays and Thursdays just to get that 10% discount off at Loblaws. Even though when you think of it in the long run, it would probably be cheaper to walk the extra 20 minutes to no frills where the food is like $2, $3 cheaper all the time. But that's how it is. There's the all struggle. I guess the high school connection is... We're all going through this. We're all still kind of not sure what we are, who we are, what we're doing. We got to build something else out of ourselves. And you kind of connected in that sense. And you have that weird social hierarchy that I always, I always talked about this in high school. Everybody knows that I did. Uh, was there's those cool kids that think they're the coolest and that's what everybody sees. Those are the people you see in the movies. And then there's the tier two, which are the good people because they're, they're true to themselves. They are who they are and they know a lot of people. And then it filters down and really everybody's just all in once because there's social hierarchies in every single group. It just plays out differently to the amount of people you know. In university, that completely changes. It, It narrows down far more and really just becomes a big Venn diagram where it's just there's overlapping friends. There's no hierarchy because it's the real world. There's none of that weird disparity, uh, in, in people, in relationships, because it's, you know, this person, they know you, you are friends kind of thing. Rather, we're in high school. It's like, you know, this person, oh, you can become that person's friend and then go up that dumb, stupid hierarchy. Getting to the real world changes people struggling to, to, to find the cheapest meal, the best meal that'll give you enough protein. So your gains don't fall away is a struggle. That's the thing that, that that's changing. And that's why I'm going through this weird phase of like, now that I, now that I'm at home for two months, I've been living this life, uh, with, with all my high school friends who still are very high schooly. Um, actually it's no, that's wrong to say, but, but you know, but my perspective is like, it's, it's changing. And once people go away, it's going to be completely different and it's going to be fun though. Cause once they go away and we see a little, we, we see people, we see each other, Jesus, I can't speak. We see each other. When we get back, it's going to mean so much more. And that's something I actually like more than the constant stream of the same stuff. Like it, they, I, it would be nice if my boys would hang out 
Like it's not, I know it's amazing to have my friends come over every single weekend, but we're doing the same stuff. So it gets stale. But when you do that one thing every once in a while, and it's a shocker to your friends in the best way possible, surprise them with something, uh, surprise them in a ride with something that they didn't expect or do something crazy and be like, and do it simply for them, just for the gift of giving. That is what I love so much more about old friendships where there's four years. If I can just surprise somebody with a meaningful surprise, that means so much more to me than 30 to 45 days hanging out every weekend or every, every day kind of thing. And even if, well, the, the one thing is saying having great friends isn't a bad thing, but like once I don't even know. I'm sounding stupid saying this, but it's not what I'm saying. I I like the meaningful, the meaningful experience over. I like quality over quantity. That's what I'm trying to say, because there's the struggle of both sides, high school and university. And I keep saying this, but it's dumb and it needs to be said is there's the one certain struggle of going through classes, knowing you don't want to do it. And then there's university where you pick the things you actually like, and then you're struggling equally to provide food on the table kind of thing. You just got to work a job that you don't really want to work again and do that type of thing and pay a shit ton of money for something that in, in hindsight might not be the greatest, but it'll work because Khan Academy will teach you more. But there's that. Friends are weird. Friends are a scary, not scary, but friends are a crazy thing. When you find real ones, keep them close. Like I will, I will. I'm not ditching my friends at all. But to make memories rather than make every night seem the same is something that I want to do. What I'm saying, moral of this entire episode, really other than how funny the little scam story was uh, and how dumb it is to, to scam people and buy followers. That's the biggest thing. Just don't buy followers. Don't be an idiot. You look stupid. You, you get 10,000 followers and you only get 500 likes, man. Come on. See people with fucking 800 followers get 500 likes. Just because they got good friends and good family and all that. But what I'm saying is create moments that you'll remember rather than a large quantity of the same bland experience. Find things in your life. Find things in your day-to-day that you can make crazy. Just because you'll need to remember something like that later on, like make a weekend insane, like a trip with the boys, trip with the friends, just, or even when you're hanging out with your friends, just bring something that's going to surprise them. And my mom always taught me this, and this is a shout out to my mom. (laughs) Shout out, Jen. (laughs) Uh, Instead of buying material items, she always kind of forced me, my brother, honestly, probably my dad, because my mom's she's she's savage. You know, she's she can control. She's a she can nego- She's a swindler. One, she'll get me to do things that I didn't know I was going to do, and then I'll accidentally do them, and then I'll be like, "Why did I do that?" Now she just completely used me, and that's what I get my weird like skills from. But use your time, your money, your your resources to build memories and create memories that'll last long rather than buy yourself material items that are going to fall apart in four years. Because for me, there's one story that I say at ad nauseum that probably pisses people off. Not really. That's just me being narcissistic, thinking people care. But talking about trips, 
the we went on an Italian trip, and one of my friends is in Italy right now, and he he just sent a photo on his Instagram story of this like Italian specialty that was made in his town. And after I was up for like thirty six hours, no, I think it was yeah thirty eight hours. I was awake. It was I fell asleep, woke up the next day after like eighteen hours of sleep. It felt like woke up at night. All the bar, all the bars and the restaurants were closed. All they had in the kitchen were these like deep fried, like small. I want to say pickles, but they weren't really. It's 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 salty. It's sweet. It's sour. It's the same thing, and they're just phenomenal. That's an experience I'm never gonna forget. And now there's an experience that I created with one of my friends whose hometown in Italy made those. Who they created them. They brought them to the world. Now there's that relationship of just going, we both have this mutual experience for this amazing food because food connects people more than anything. Unless you're vegan and you got all these dietary restrictions, which is annoying. But there's a memory that I'm never going to forget because there's crazy things that happen versus say I bought like a PS5. I would use it a lot, but I'd probably get bored. Like I'm tired of using my PS4. Like there's nothing for me to do with it. So create memories with your friends rather than do the same thing over and over. Find something interesting to do, even if it costs a little, because the time that you have with them is shorter than you think. And you may be friends with someone for 30, 40, 50 years. But what happens when 51 happens if someone has a heart attack because they had too much Red Bull or pre-workout? That's what I'm saying, man. That's why I'm worried. That's why I want to do some things, man. My buddy Quinn is taking so much pre-workout, his heart's going to explode. The kid's a bull. But we'll see. And anyways, <laughs> thank you for listening to Carson's Conversations. Uh, it's really just Carson's journal at this point. I just talk about what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling and what's happened in my life. But I appreciate the people that are listening. We're actually kind of getting some more views than normal. We're above six. <laughs> But uh, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, Love you guys. Thank you.